This audio is brought to you by MuslimCentral.com. Dear brothers and sisters, I won't take long because of the Salatul Janazah that we will be praying inshallah ta'ala. But I wanted to reflect on this one concept, this one notion, which is, is there such thing as a life cut too short? When someone passes away, there are often judgments that are made about whether or not that person lived a full life or not. Meaning, if someone lived a very long life, we say, you know, alhamdulillah, that person lived a long life. They got to see this, they got to see that, they got to enjoy this and they got to enjoy that. However, we know that the Prophet ﷺ said that while we make those judgments on someone's life, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned طول amal that the hopes of that person always extend beyond their ajal, beyond their death. Meaning even if a person was to live 150 years, when they go to their graves, they will feel like they did not fulfill everything that they wanted to fulfill. So they're going to feel like there was something that was unfulfilled because the ajal always precedes the amal. The point of death always precedes the actual date or, or I'm sorry, always precedes the hopes that a person had in this life. And then of course, we feel sadness sometimes when we see someone who lived a very difficult life. SubhanAllah, they came into this world and they left this world. And what did they accumulate? What did they go through? I saw the heartbreaking video of our brothers and sisters in the Syrian refugee camps. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for them. And all of those brothers and sisters that live under such difficulty in the world today, going through the garbage, going through the dumpsters to try to find something to eat. And you think, what type of life is that? What type of life is that? And then you have those that pass away at a very young age. And you say, SubhanAllah, they didn't get to live to get married or to have children or to graduate or to get this job or to live to see this type of career or what it, what, what, what it may be. And that actually, what we learn from the Prophet Sallallahu of how to properly offer condolences to someone, وَكُلُّ شَيْءٍ عِنْدَهُ بِأَجَلٍ مُسَمَّةٍ فَالْتَصْبِرْ وَالْتَحْتَسِبْ was to his daughter when uh, she lost her child, the Prophet ﷺ said, everything has its prescribed term. To remind, similar to what we hear in the Quran, everything has its perfect decree with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is calculated. Allah will not delay a person one bit when their time actually comes. There is nothing that could have been done differently. There is nothing that could have changed it. It was already written down for a wisdom that Allah knew and that is between the person that has gone and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, it's natural that we especially feel that way when a child passes away, for example. Yeah, Allah, they didn't get to live to see this or to see that. And subhanAllah, the Sahaba themselves when they looked at the Prophet ﷺ, because there's a general sense, if you divorce the dunya from the akhirah, if you divorce this life from the hereafter, that there is an injustice of sorts, that a good person does not live a good life in this world. There's a sense of injustice, vulm, right? That's being done. And obviously, as believers, we do not have a cognitive dissonance in this regard. We work so that people live dignified lives. We strive for people. We strive for people to not have to dig through dumpsters. 
and to not have to live under war, to not have to go through those types of circumstances. And at the same time, we trust Allah's wisdom for each and every single one of us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala facilitates a person to what is best for them or most favorable to their outcome in the hereafter. We have that. And even the Sahaba, though they did not believe in any way that Allah is unjust, nor did they insinuate that. They looked at who other than the Prophet and what did he take from this dunya? What did the Prophet take from this dunya? SubhanAllah, there are powerful narrations in this regard. Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu, who lived so close to the Prophet he said, you know, I can't think of a time that the Prophet ever saw a roasted lamb, just a good meal until he met Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like I can't even look back at his life and remember him having a proper meal sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The man in whose home months would go by and the Messenger of Allah وسلم, would not get to taste two meals a day. Months would go by and Aisha anha says the oven was never on. No fire was lit in the house of the Prophet Even at the height of his power, he never even ate a full meal Never ate two meals a day except that one of them was, was, was some dates and water. And some days the Prophet only had a few dates and some water. And some days he didn't even have that sallallahu alayhi wasallam. There was a sense of, Ya Allah, what did he take from this world? What did he live to fulfill in this world? The famous narration of Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu entering upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And this is also narrated by Anas, by the way, radiallahu anhu, who witnessed this in front of his eyes. That the Prophet sallallahu was rising from his sleep and his bed was made of just branches. Prophet never got a memory foam mattress. He never lived in a castle or a palace. He got up from his bed of just branches and the marks were on his back. And Umar radiallahu anhu saw what the Prophet was sleeping on and getting up from and he started to cry. And Rasulullah says, ما يبكيك يا عمر? What's making you cry, O Umar? He said, Ya Rasulullah, أعلم أنك أكرم على الله من كسرى وقيسر. O oh, Messenger of Allah, I know that you are more noble in the sight of Allah than Kisra and Qaisar, the rulers of Persia and Rome. And I've seen the palaces that they have. Look at what you have. It's not fair, right? Look at what you have and look at what they have. Those evil men, look at what they have and look at what you have. What was the answer of the Prophet Are you in doubt, O Umar? Are you, do you have any doubt? Are you, are you questioning this at all? Remember why we're here? Aren't you happy, O Umar? Aren't you pleased? They have the dunya, we have the akhirah. Let them have this world. We have the, the hereafter. That's our goal. That's what we're looking for. So we're not so worried about a life cut short or a life unfulfilled because we're too concerned with a hereafter unfulfilled. And subhanAllah, the Sahaba were able to switch that paradigm altogether. How? Some of them lived the most difficult days. And then guess what? They saw the glory days of Islam. Amongst them was Khabbab ibn al-Arat radiallahu ta'ala anhu, who was tortured like no other person in Islam. 
But he lived long. He lived past the battles. He lived to the glory days of Islam, to see an empire, to see palaces, to see all of that. And he was crying. And they said, why are you crying? Oh, Khabbab, I mean, you don't have any skin on your back from the torture you went through. And he said, I was thinking about Mus'ab. Mus'ab ibn Umair, radiallahu anhu. He died in the battle of Uhud. And this man gave everything for Islam. And we would cover his top half of his body. And the bottom half would be exposed. So we had to cover the bottom half. And then the top half was exposed just with some fibers that we could find. As if to say, Mus'ab was so much better than me. But he didn't get to live to see these days. And you know what his conclusion was? He says, Some of us have had their fruits in this world ripened. And we're consuming it. Meaning, Mus'ab got his fruits in paradise only. Mus'ab radiallahu anhu planted the seeds. And he got to see the fruits ripened in paradise. That was the mindset of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma la aisha illa aisha al-akhirah. Oh Allah, there is no real life except for the life of the hereafter. Oh Allah, there is no real life except for the life of the hereafter. How do you weigh that against? Wala tansa nasibaka min dunya Don't forget yourself in this dunya. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasna wa fi al-akhirati hasna wa qina adhab al-nar. Oh Allah, give us the best of this life and the best of the hereafter and protect us from the punishment. The idea is the connection, the attachment, the goal, the objective. Allah never refers to it as aish. It's not real life. It's mata'. It's a temporary pleasure. And there is no shame in saying mata'na bi asma'ina wa absarina wa quwwatina. So the Prophet taught us to say, oh Allah, grant us the pleasure of having our sight and our hearing and our strength. Let us have all of those things. And at the same time, لا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا. Don't let this world be our greatest concern. The paradigm shift, dear brothers and sisters, is that those Sahaba that live longer and that did not have their lives cut short, what they thought of was the paradise that their companions had preceded them to. What they thought of was the purpose of the hereafter, was the idea of fullness in the hereafter. And they were pleased with that because the Prophet ﷺ taught us to be pleased with that. Even with his own child ﷺ, what is this world anyway? You live a hundred days, you live a hundred fifty days, you live a hundred years, a hundred fifty years, it all goes away. But what Allah has stays. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised is eternal. And that's what we remain attached to as people. And Allah Azza wa is not unjust with any of his servants. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Allahumma gfir al-mu'minin wa al-mu'minat wa al-muslimin wa al-muslimat al-ahya'i minhum wa al-amat. Innaka sami'un qareebun mujibu al-da'wat. Allahumma gfir lana wa rahamna. واعف عنا ولا تعذبنا ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لا نكوننا من الخاسرين اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم اغفر لوالدينا رب رحمهما كما ربونا صغارا ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين 
وجعنا للمتقين إماما اللهم انصر إخواننا المستضعفين في مشارق الأرض ومغاربها اللهم أصلح أحوال إخواننا المنكوبين في كل مكان اللهم أهلك الظالمين بالظالمين وأخرجنا وإخواننا من بينهم سالمين عباد الله أن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه على نعماء يزد لكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقيم الصلاة